<clears throat> so you're wearing your first uh, ever pair of Gymshark. Tell me about the the purchase decision. Tell me what went in. Well, I just have to say I didn't buy it myself. Oh, so my uh, gift. Yeah. So my sister was like, my boyfriend is going to get you a present. And he was like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've been doing a bit of running these days. So maybe something to do with that. And then I took a look at Jim. I think I looked up like running pants or whatever. And Jim Shark came over first, naturally. Um, Best uh, running pants 2020 by 100%. online Canada. And I, yeah. And I think they were literally only like 50, $60 or something. And they feel comfy AF. But I just, I think it's so funny that I'm only ever owned a pair now. Whereas, like, years ago, when, like, Zizbra and whatever, the other affiliates or the influencers that were, yeah, yeah RIP. Um, we're all going to make it, brah. Don't forget. He didn't make it too far, I guess. Yeah, except this. <laughs> <laughs> except becoming, like, everyone in Sin's, like, favorite person in the whole world and doing that weird dance. Yeah. But it's funny how I only bought a pair now. And they're actually, like, super comfy. <clears throat> yeah. for how much they are and they look pretty like stylish so yeah well which pretty ones are they oh i have no idea they're just like black oh no i was black. in like stand up so i can see oh it's kind of hard to see though because they're just black are they just like the kind of like real cottony ones <laughs> see the label <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just well i think they're caught they're kind of in between cottony and like athletic kind of in feel like they have this little thing there in the bottom like uh i don't know Something that kind of tightens around your ankle. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing it justice right now, but yeah, have to see yeah. when I give them a run in, literally, and see how they, see how they go. Yeah. But, have you been like running in your tracksuit bottoms the whole time, or? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I went for oh, a run today. A only. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Only <laughs> a short little little bitch run, like five k. Yeah. But. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like, but you use leggings underneath no. and then shorts no just straight no. shorts you're probably straight the only shorts. person i ever see that runs in shorts in this weather and just for the audience of uh uh two ple- two people plus my dad uh is your dad listening now no <laughs> shout out to Seamus listening yeah. in <laughs> um yeah you're probably the only person that ever i've ever saw wearing just only shorts it's not even that cold though honestly canadians I mean, who are like, like oh it's too cold to run just soft yeah it was like at least negative four or five today yeah it was it feels like chilly. minus seven i think hmm. uh but it was only like actually minus two when i went out but uh yeah i mean your legs are definitely cold at the start but they kind of warm up then after a bit uh or like you just beanie. stop feeling them yeah yeah that's true don't feel pain um yeah. I have a beanie and like gloves and stuff and like long sleeve t-shirt. I've got the whole kit. Yeah. But I don't think, I think no shorts is just. No, no, I would wear shorts now. I wouldn't go out without shorts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, cool. So here we are. Episode number three. Um, I think actually we should talk about Gymshark for a little bit more about like the actual company. Cause I think yeah. it's, it's kind of a true testament that, you know, anyone's idea <clears throat> generally anyway can turn into something pretty big. Like, uh, what's his name? Ben, Fr- Ben Francis, right? 
yeah. he started this with like just kind of you know seeing a trend of like influencers on instagram and using those people to promote it and you know their incomes like influencer marketing or affiliate marketing or whatever yeah and like i think what was it like a couple of weeks or if not a month ago they were like valued or the valuation was like a billion which yeah. is like pretty pretty big um when you think of like apparel brands like i know we're going to talk about uh master p buying reebok and like he's buying reebok which is like you know people are playing tennis in reeboks or maybe it's adidas i don't know but they're they've been around for several decades it's not a century i'd say so like if they're buying them for two billion and gymshark was valued at a billion you know i'm no financial wizard but i mean it's not far off it's only a little bit more yeah. obviously but um and they're only been around what gymshark i don't know the the date they they got set up what in the last 10 years or so or even yeah. less yeah, um, i actually had one of the og uh gymshark tracksuits like one of the it, blue ones or like yeah they yeah. yeah they were actually like to be honest like the quality was terrible the fit was terrible <laughs> but it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a, a little icon now because it's very very like close to like one of the the kind of first like versions that came out or whatever um how did you hear about them i think it was like some youtuber like to be honest so it's funny that you mentioned like influencer marketing can't remember for the life of me who because honestly a lot of those like early fitness youtubers kind of fizzled out into like nothing really r.i.p to a lot of them but uh i mean it was well, I, I, I remember on that i remember you said to me one time you were like oh this is a guy who like i like signed up to his facebook email newsletter like back in like 2010 or something and he sent you an email or i sent you something on facebook like as of like recently do you remember that at all? I know it's like completely shot in the dark here, but I remember you saying to me like one of the OGs had like literally sent you something on Facebook or something. Um, I can't think offhand, but maybe it'll come to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah shout fuck. out to OGs. Yeah. Shout out to the OGs who reach out after 10 years. But yeah, I just, I, I get your point though about like uh, Reebok comparing it to, um to Gymshark. Like I just Googled Reebok just now and it was founded in 1958. So it's like 70 years more or less. Yeah. Uh 60 years, whatever. Um so pretty like when you compare it to that's like two points uh in this article it says like Master P teaming up with former NBA All-Star Baron Davis. Never heard of Baron Davis, honestly. Um Sounds like a GTA character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was former NBA All-Star and GTA character in one of the expansions for GTA 5. <laughs> no, that's definitely a lie. Um, for $2.4 billion. And Adidas bought Reebok 15 years ago. I didn't actually know that, to be honest. But yeah, it's interesting. And then, I wonder which they bought them for back then. I'll do a quick search here. Yeah, I'm sure you can find out. But... uh. So the cool thing about this Master P guy, um, as I mentioned uh, when we were talking about this earlier, he founded this uh, brand called Rap Snacks. And I don't think we have this company in Ireland, but it's pretty cool. I don't even, not even sure if it's in Canada, but if you Google, <laughs> if you Google Rap Snacks, like you see ads for like 
notorious big honey jalapeno chips and like all of these like rappers who like kind of license their like name or brand to make these snacks like as i go onto their website they have like i don't know if you can hear that music in the background but yeah i can yeah <laughs> like all of these different uh like cardi b honey drip butter popcorn um and it says they're doing like 30 million revenue yearly well i mean selling crisps yeah if you're selling little yachty hot cheese fries for yeah. 23 dollars um i think this wrap snacks thing was mentioned on uh my first million before but all all that aside it is like a funny company uh so obviously i guess this master p guy with his boy from the nba baron uh looking to do a little bit of business in 2021 i mean acquiring reebok would be pretty cool i mean reebok's not like uh it's not a joke brand you know it's like they still do make some clothes and shoes that are nice like i i like those uh like white reebok shoes those mm-hmm. i think they're called club c 85s <laughs> the type of shoe with just that kind of classic boxy reebok shoe uh I've bought a few pairs of those. I like them. I haven't bought anything else Reebok for like as long as I can remember though, but still a cool brand has some heritage. Be interesting to see it as like a kind of, <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of like burping bubbly there in the background. I can see you're laughing on zoom, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like an interesting, interesting move. Yeah. It looks like they bought them. Um, Adidas bought Reebok. I don't know it's not the article's not dated, but it says for like three point eight billion, uh, three point eight billion US. <clears throat> I always, <clears throat> I always find it so weird when articles aren't aren't dated, because you yeah. got no sense of when it was written, obviously. But I know it's a little hack so that you don't have to continually update it so that people think it's new or some some stupid yeah, thing yeah. like that. But yeah, I mean, like they bought it for triple. Or for a double say when numbers are not really so adding up. Two, 2006, apparently, yeah. according to some Forbes article. Um, and actually, in like a Adidas Group investor report in 2006, it has it here as well. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, they bought it for 3.8 bill in 2006. So in 14, 15 years, they've just lost... Uh, <laughs> they've lost money and there's been a lot, like a lot of uh, like inflation since then. So um, yeah, I'm the same as you. I like really, really like their shoes. Like I have a, I don't know. I have at least one pair now that are Reebok. And then I used to have those fresh black ones with the little kind of camo thing at the bottom. I really, yeah, I really liked those, whatever that style is. I don't know what it's called. Um, Cause they're just such a nice, nice wear. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're super stylish, but it's crazy how much it just has like lost in value, you know? Yeah. Sorry. I just got targeted by one of their ads there. I went on to buy Reebok. Reebok. Yeah. Reebok selling out hard. Uh, that, that's something I've honestly been so interested. And I know they had like a Netflix documentary of it's not people listening to your conversation. It's all about predictive and advanced analytics. Yeah. But it's very coincidental if I say Porsche, Porsche, Porsche in a room and then two days later or an hour later, I see a Porsche ad. 
uh, or poor chat or whatever on yeah. Instagram. It's like you can't like there's no way that it's just predictive. Um, yeah, I think it's like obviously there's the kind of more blatant like retargeting stuff, and that's like yeah. pretty obvious. But if you're just like saying things out loud, I've definitely noticed that I've been targeted by ads uh, for things that I've just mentioned and I've never searched. I, I've done it like. I've tested it before and it for sure happens. Obviously, I don't think they're ever going to come out and say, oh, yeah, we listen to everything you say and target you with ads for that purpose. But like now, even thinking about it, like I have a Google Home, Google Mini, whatever, have like a portal. Uh, I'm like Alexa's feeding into that as well. So like Facebook is not sponsoring this podcast. No. Um, but as in like if all of these like... Uh, like voice activated devices are in your home. I think it's kind of naive to think that they're not going to just blast you with the most relevant ads. Like, you know, the Roku smart TV that's in my condo. Like I yeah. get hit with ads. Well, it used to be my TV as well. Yeah. Shout out to. <laughs> uh, shout out I... to the side story that we should definitely tell about pur- Purolator and about how much of a shit show it was to get that oh, how, how they're the worst logistics company in Canada. <clears throat> That's saying It's almost something. like whenever whenever I see anything from Amazon that says Purolator, I'm like, oh, this is just going to be a nightmare. Yeah, you just buy it from someone else. And you're like, oh, I can't <laughs> buy this one. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to get ads on like Roku now just when I turn it on, like just in the background before I've even like gone into any shows or on YouTube or anything. Yeah, I've saw that. I've saw that on TV as well. Like, I think the one I saw was for, for Amazon. Like, it's a very, in my opinion, very silly place to have ads on a TV because it's no, the UI, UI is not really great to click, and you know your account's not associated with it and whatever else. And I clicked onto it one just to see, you know, my natural flair for advertising and, and all that good stuff. I yeah. clicked onto it and it's like loading a browser window and it's like sign in to your yeah. Amazon account. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah. But I feel like nobody's ever advertised on like just whatever that is when you're T te- when you just turn your TV on, not when you're on a TV channel or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, funny it's stuff. Probably, but I think yeah, probably a really low CPM. Oh, like, I'd say it's like nothing, yeah. Yeah, I imagine like your conversion on that just because of like having to sign into something on a browser with like obviously if you just have like one of those little remotes to kind of like type in your that's like yeah. the worst user experience ever and like if you, once have you get one, one of those, though, you're you're sorted what once you get like a little remote keypad or like something like yeah that. i was gonna say like the ones <laughs> with the keypads would be like a minor upgrade but like typing into your browser on your smart tv and trying to log in and remember your yeah it's just like the worst. You might as well drive traffic to like meet me outside the shop tomorrow at 12 and I'll sell you whatever this, whatever this yeah. shit product is. Yeah. So, you know, my, my hypothesis with the whole Instagram listening and, and all that kind of stuff we just discussed, I think it's down to when you accept the permissions in your app to upload videos as a story or to, you know, uh, post a photo, you give them access to like, your either photo album or like something to do with like voice recognition and that's where i think that it might be like that might be something that's going on because no they can't otherwise figure they can't if you don't give them access to your your gallery or your photo gallery or whatever and then yeah. you're also your camera which has voice recording and, and video or whatever 
Like they've that, that's literally impossible for them. But you also can't post any photos or post any stories. Yeah. I tried it out one time just just for shits because it's so apparent. Like I literally have gotten Porsche out so much, and you know I'm like you know one day yeah. maybe you might get one, but like nowhere near. Porsche now, is also like your. Uh it's your example for every time you're talking about this yeah you true. always use this porsche 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 just like screaming it into your phone if anything i would think porsche are dumb if they weren't targeting you or that's at this stage yeah yeah um, true. yeah so how come you want to get like a girly hairdresser's car they'd have to be a pretty well off fucking hairdresser to drive a porsche you somehow. think yeah you know how much a porsche costs they're like definitely a couple of hundred grand i'd say new a couple of hundred grand yeah i'd say like 150 to 200 i guess let's check now well like I mean, obviously it depends on on the model but I, I wouldn't like i'd say it's probably a minority of porsches that are 200 grand plus yeah so the what's it called the taycan is uh 120k new which one is that i think it's like the newest one it's like it, the four the four seater one. Oh, is that like what you would get? No, no, no. Let me drop it in the chat here. Um, no, I was just more so. I just I just looked up how much they actually cost, which what I guess doesn't really you t- tell you how much I want to get one if I don't know how much they actually cost. I know. I feel like a small little two seater one would be pretty nice. I don't know, like a nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven's a good model. I think it's um, just from watching that uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Did you ever see that movie with uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Yo, Nicolas Cage actually is such a troll actor, isn't he? Just his face is insane. Um, have you ever seen that film, The Weatherman, that he's in? No. I was going like... to say something even even crazier. Remember that that thing that you sign into someone's laptop and everything you press yeah, is Nicolas Cage's face? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. I did that a few times in the computers in school. Um, but I'm looking at Porsches now. I think I would either get... Uh, a 911 is a good classic uh, pick. I wouldn't like, can't really like say it's a bad call. The Cayman GT4 is pretty nice as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never been super into Porsches. Because you don't have a license, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's actually the the big thing that's holding me back. It's not the it's not the price. It's the but like even if well, I even if I could drive, I don't think Porsche would be the first thing i'd get i'd probably get like i don't know instead but of just Porsche. casually get a lambo as your first car it would be pretty true i mean bitcoin was, is gonna have to go up more than it is now for me to get uh a lambo as my first car have you been like i know we talked on bitcoin the last episode but i'm yeah, pretty we sure we don't want to we don't want to get back into it but yeah, no no well it's, it's we'll, back it's come back we'll up again talk about it for one minute uh when we spoke last or recorded the last episode, I think it was hovering like just over 20K. Now it's at like 26. 20K US as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Now it's at like yeah. 26, 27. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, 27,600 27, uh, right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, pretty if jokes. anyone's looking for investment advice, we're not qualified financial advisors, but. Just put all your money into Bitcoin. Put your entire net worth into Bitcoin. Yeah, unless it flops. Yeah, and actually, there's this other company called Ripple. Have you ever heard yeah. of them? It's another. Yeah, yeah I heard yeah. of Ripple. 
Um, I don't think so, they're as as like they're not no, going as crazy. They're getting fucked though by the SEC. Oh, so, really? uh, what one of the advantages about basically the SEC are going after Ripple, saying that it's a security and not a commodity. So you can't just like trade securities openly like they are right now because like Ripple is like a company, a singular organization that controls all of the like Ripple in the world. Mm-hmm. So like, you know how Bitcoin is like decentralized as in like it's yeah. tons of different people own it and it's like on the network. Um, the SEC have this like official definition of like what a security is versus what like a commodity is. So the SEC said that Bitcoin is a commodity like a couple of years ago. So there were Gucci for now, but they're basically like saying that, yo, Ripple, because there's like a singular organization behind this like uh, cryptocurrency that you can argue that it's actually closer to a security based on the definition than basically as soon as they said this, the price of Ripple went down like 80% in like a week. Like if you look at like Ripple's uh, like one month, price it like literally got absolutely fucked up oh really i can't see it <clears throat> oh, let's see here the worst thing actually just going back to something we talked about earlier when you go running in the cold honestly my throat it's just fucked just you feel like you have covid just by coughing yeah i mean oh, yeah. oh get fucked i see it here i'm on this yeah. gold gold price.org but it shows you the little candle or whatever the pips yeah absolutely dust it's almost as low as it was in the oh yeah it looks like it's as low as it was in like november yeah it got it got kind of hosed um yeah but i mean that, that's that, i mean it's not the risk with bitcoin but like something like that could like just happen yeah I so i like, think it's likely but it could just happen right like someone is like oh this doesn't tick the box of whatever the box needs to be ticked Yeah. So kind of like the reason that it is extremely unlikely, but it's not impossible. And I was listening to some podcasts uh, earlier this week called uh, this guy called Peter Schiff. It's like a economics finance podcast. Um, I've actually like listened to it like once or twice before. Yeah, I'm big economics, bro. Um, But he like talking about like how it's possible but unlikely for the sec to kind of go back on saying that bitcoin is a commodity he's like very bearish on bitcoin in general like he doesn't think it's a good store of value he doesn't think it's a good medium of exchange but he's kind of like a very like old school older over the hill kind of guy i'd say he's like late 40s 50s i'm not actually sure but he didn't seem like yeah yeah in terms of like he didn't seem like the type of guy who would be bullish on bitcoin he seemed like very old school, buy gold type of guy. You know? <laughs> um, but it's just interesting to see how like the SEC can be like, yo, Ripple, get fucked. You're not a, you're not a security. So hopefully, or you're not a commodity. So hopefully it doesn't happen to Bitcoin. Ethereum's actually going up like nuts as well. Oh, um, is it? I think I, I had a friend who was pretty bullish on Ethereum. Yeah. A lot of people Ethereum? think that like it's already had a pretty good month um i put some some little funny money into ethereum based on some of like the 
uh, like money that people were sending me on Revolut over the holidays, but um, because I, I just, I just investing, just... just invest in your mom's fucking Christmas money to you. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, my mom and dad, um, my dad was like, So, what are you shout gonna up. spend? My yeah, shout out to my mom and dad, what are you gonna spend my, my, you know, my money on for your Christmas present on? And I was like, I told my dad, I bought Ethereum. He was like, what the What's fuck that? is Ethereum? Yeah, he was really like, what's that? Trying to explain cryptocurrency to him on Christmas Day. He was like, ah, I can't believe you're throwing my money away. <laughs> I was like, it's gone up like fucking 20% this month. Yeah. Yeah, well, Actually, you, bought, you bought, bought it like around Christmas Day. Oh, fuck. It's in Canadian. They have it as well. Yeah, um, I think are you, like... Are you... Are you are you when you have the revolute in because you have to do it in euro as well like same as me yeah yeah that's like such a pain isn't it yeah like trying to convert it back over and stuff yeah i mean yeah it is kind of like a massive pain but the way i'm viewing it is like my mom and dad send me like or like even family members outside of them yeah. send me like euros for like birthdays christmas shit like that all the time and it's just an easy way to like put money that in that i'm not going to spend anyway into like something like uh ethereum bitcoin whatever i think you can yeah. trade on it as well but i'm already yeah. trading on well simple yeah i bought um i bought some stocks with uh who was it airbnb like i said to you when, when it opened at like 70 dollars a share and then it shot up to like 130 or 140 did you um, sell no i don't know no, i'm gonna hold, hold it for a while I've been, I, I've been, so I was, I was selling the share of Bitcoin that whenever I bought it, because I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, you oh, should hold them. I was like, I'm oh, I'm hold it for the next 10 years. I'm never selling yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking about doing now. But I think I made like, I think I said to you like 70 US on like one trade. And I was like, oh, this is class. I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. I'm going to take, take the money and put it become a day trader. And then I was just like. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's so true. Put it into hold is is the play. And like, yeah, Revolut, like it's so easy as well. Like it's so, it's so sick. I don't know. I've had, I've read a lot online about people saying that like they can be a little bit sh like shady and shit. Like if whatever your password gets logged out and because you're over here versus being in Ireland, you have to like get a pin sent to your house. Or you have to get a pin sent to your like Irish phone number. So I wouldn't put too much uh equity into or capital into the actual platform because like <laughs> i see it as more of like that fun fun money yeah funny money like, that's exactly what it is yeah so um so you yeah see I what's guess. happening to uh on the topic of stonks uh alibaba see what's going on with them i saw a lot saw my boy jack may i read his uh biography what a bloke it's not jack ma Whatever. Or is it pronounced May? <laughs> oh, well, I thought yeah, I was wrong. I, I think I think it's Jack. I think it's Jack May. Like yeah. It's just M M A. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? What's, what's uh, going on there? I saw like I just saw his face on like the hustle and uh, the tech yeah. crunch newsletter. So basically, I saw on, I think it was like the day before Christmas or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking at the the charts now. It's like the 23rd of Wednesday. There was this article about how like basically the Chinese government are looking into uh, all of these like anti-trust, anti-scandal probes into Alibaba. They're in like, 
the Chinese government trying to like break them up and all of this sort of stuff. So they're basically getting absolutely hosed by the Chinese government. Um, shout out to don't the they Chinese have a, government. Don't they have a backing? I thought they had a backing in Alibaba. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they probably do, and you probably upset the wrong person. Honestly, I don't know too much about the details, but it literally dropped uh, like by a pretty significant amount from, I think it like dipped like 13, 15% from like the 23rd to uh, like Monday, just gone like over the weekend. Uh, and then it's kind of like popped up a little bit again now. I was like, even when I saw it dip so much, I like messaged Paul and Tom and I was like, yo, is this a good time to buy? And they were both oh, like- Why would you not message me, man? I think I may have actually sent it to you as well. I'm not sure, but no. Uh, yeah, they're getting like fucked like big time uh, by the government. Yeah, I think another uh, another outlet to add to the the, the email stack uh, for email uh, daily emails is this uh, Motley Flo- Motley Fool. Yeah, I yeah, always I subscribe to them as well. Yeah, they're good because I saw they wrote about it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're they're really clamping down on. It, it, I think the angle for them is to clamp down first to, you know, make it fair, whatever else, but also the money, like all those Facebook, all those Google, all those antitrust, uh, you know, legal proceedings, they all get paid out like large stacks, but it's obviously it's, you know, it's down to the, um, the risk analysis that I'm not saying these companies are wrong or have done any wrong, but like companies do a lot of this risk analysis. Like I know auto, cars they like you know if one in every hundred thousand cars has this malfunction you know we'll proceed with the decision you know yeah so it's all it's all calculated but i think it's it's interesting that like you're seeing you know the chinese government that are going after alibaba whereas it's it kind of stemmed initially with like all the stuff in europe and then kind of into the u.s and i'm sure that they've always been going on but like as a layman per se you see a lot more of it now, especially like if, if China's, or maybe just because Alibaba is so big that it makes yeah. the news. But I don't think I've ever saw across the globe governments looking to clamp down. But yeah, it sucks to be them, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I guess on the on the thread of uh, just business generally, I think I shared something into to our doc of what we were talking about before as well. 206 us companies ipo'd this year um so in the year of a pandemic which i thought was i don't know what the historical looks like and it probably would have been good if i had it yeah i actually think i can just on the yeah, ipo change by the year here on this little crunch base filter i'm looking at it yeah. as well it just seems like that seems like a lot of companies <laughs> and a lot of yeah. big ones too like i see the lists here there's lemonade, which I think is I think it's insurance a, tech. Yeah. Um, there's DoorDash, DraftKings, Big Commerce. I actually bought some stock in Big Commerce. I think oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I just think it could be could be cool what they're doing. What I might see like Airbnb, like it just it goes on and on and on, you know. Um, Snowflake too. But I wonder is that like <clears throat> is that a lot of companies IP own? this year compared to last like we were able to just let's see last year i guess is what we put in yeah just while you're searching i know that uh the number of companies that have like gone public via spac 
has more yeah. than doubled this year. So uh, that's pretty interesting. I think in 2019, I'm, I'm actually like looking through an article right now to try and see how many there was, but I'm pretty sure like, hold on, here's like the headline here. SPAC listings hit a record high in 2020. Um, 165 SPAC IPOs from January to October double the number of SPAC IPOs in 2019 and five times the number of SPAC IPOs in 2015. This article is CNBC uh, in November. And then there's this other article by Business Insider that's uh, December 18th, 220 SPAC IPOs raising a collective 73 billion in 2020, outpacing traditional IPOs to make this the year of the SPAC, according to Goldman Sachs. I'm down with the year of the SPAC, to be honest. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you want to shed some light on what a, what a SPAC is to people who may a not SPAC, know what it is? A special, uh, special purpose acquisition something, isn't it? Uh, I, I have no idea. I just know it's I'm, just hype. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is honestly hype. I have actually I'm pretty... no idea like what the financial like uh, structure or however it works is. <laughs> yeah, know, so... Yeah. Basically, the whole deal of like what a SPAC is, is that say, for example, you're a big company like Virgin Galactic is like a it's kind of like the poster boy example of all of these like more notable SPACs in recent years. Basically, if you're already like a big existing company like Virgin Galactic and you want to go public without the kind of uh, big hype behind like a typical IPO um or even like a direct listing as a kind of uh, less hassle way of going public. I think Slack did a direct listing. They're getting pretty popular now as well. But a SPAC is basically like a special purpose acquisition company. I was right. I just Googled the definition. Um, it's a blank check shell corporation designed to take companies public without going through the traditional IPO process. Um, I think the main advantage is that it allows retail investors to invest in a private equity type kind of transaction, particularly leveraged buyouts. There we go. Yeah. And yeah, it looks to me that there was 159 IPOs in the US last year. So what's that? 31, 21, no, 41 or so more, 50 or so more this year than there was last year it's kind of crazy when you think about it you think it's all to do it i mean we could definitely look into how they went public but with the growing use of spac as a way to do so do you think that could be could be the reason yeah it definitely uh it definitely contributed to it but i think there is still like plenty of uh companies that went public through like through like the traditional going public ipo raise type thing obviously mm-hmm. some of the bigger ones this year are probably uh, DoorDash, uh, Big Commerce, obviously Airbnb. You mentioned. Um, there's a couple of other like interesting ones. Um, Nikola Motors was meant to be this like Tesla competitor that kind of like yeah. bombed out. Uh, Open Door is another one. They did go public through SPAC. Um, they're basically like a. They buy and sell like houses and stuff through like a marketplace type function. Snowflake. We talked about them. Well, we yeah. mentioned them before. 
um, I actually learned since the last episode that uh, Warren Buffett is long snowflake. So if I needed one more signal to dump some money into <laughs> snowflake, that was yeah. that was it. Um, and you can't then go that much longer though, Penny. <laughs> yeah, especially now with the like amount of McDonald's that 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 guy eats. Um, None of actually, McDonald's and just Coke that he drinks and eats. Yeah, he's actually like <clears throat> super unhealthy. It's kind of like fucked, isn't it? The American like, dream. He he actually is the epitome of the American dream. Um, but yeah, he's probably not going too much longer realistically. But it will be a sad day when he dies. Um, I'm actually yeah. reading that or like listening to that book. Uh, you know, the intelligent investor. It's kind of one of my audio books on the go at the moment. Um, yeah. And it's apparently long, that's though, if I remember correctly, I actually think I have it on my Audible. Yeah. It's like like 15 20 it's hours like 17 hours or something yeah. yeah so it's like it's a long book a long about going like... long yeah yeah when i'm flying backwards across the globe uh i'm gonna finish it out but i don't know i've i've had it for about uh a couple of days i think i've listened to an hour an hour and a bit so far it's good um apparently it's buffett's favorite book on investing so i was like oh yeah I'm yeah in. it's by um Graham, Some, something, something Graham, Benjamin Graham, I want to say. Yeah. Sounds, one of his OGs. Right. Yeah. One of Benjamin Graham's OGs. I actually just finished another actual physical book today. Oh, yeah. I was what reading. you finish? Pretty, pretty hype. It's called uh, Algorithms to Live By. And oh, is this about, where you were like, telling me the thing that can. Yeah, recursive algorithms, like loops yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the book, the subtitle is uh, The Computer Science of Human Decisions or something. It's all about like game theory and, you know, like that prisoner dilemma thing and all of these different kind of like thought exercises or like probability of like poker hands. It's kind of like, uh, reminds me a lot of that book, Thinking Fast and Slow, but it's kind of a more, everything, everything has like a real life example and a computer science example. So it's it's interesting if you're a, a nerd like me, I'd recommend <laughs> I'd recommend reading it. It's a decent read. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, I think just like that kind of stuff in general is just like so interesting. It's like when you think about it in real life and you think about it on a computer, it's like so many actions that we do, and it's also kind of scary as well. You know, like all the actions that we do, except for like the creative aspect of our brain, which if you use or don't use, um, is what can't really be too easily computed like there's so many things you do in a daily that can be turned into like a computer um call or or what's the actual way of saying it like uh when you make when you insert the line of code and you press go uh command line command line command line prompts yeah exactly um something that caught my attention as well and i know I'll, i'll go back to like the the books and what we're also listening to but like i shared it just in our document there it's about all of the 2020 IPOs. And it's just so many of these like companies that like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it sometimes when companies IPO and then like, it's just, I don't, I guess it's just a raise capital, obviously, but I just, yeah, you see all of these ones that have like uh, acquisition and stuff in their name, yeah. like a lot of those, or even like, here's like one Acryl SPAC partners. There's a lot of these like, ones that are like acquisition and 
SPAC in their name. I'm guessing yeah. if we looked into those, a lot of them would be SPACs. Um, I think a lot of those are the ones. See how see like how many of them have acquisition in their title, and yeah. they're like IPO price is ten dollars flat, like over and over and over again repeatedly. Um, and yeah, then like you crap. see like a DoorDash is like a hundred and two dollars. So I'm pretty sure all of these like really lower priced ones, like fintech acquisition V on December fourth. It's just like all of December these ones 4th. raising capital for yeah. It's oh, looking at this. Here. It's definitely the year of the SPAC. Holy fuck. Yeah, I see. Yeah, uh, November twenty fourth, Tiger acquisition. Not Tiger, our our boy Tiger, but T I G A. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I just don't. I don't get it. Like when I see so many companies and like one of them, the one that's below that Tiger one, November 20th is omni-channel acquisition. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just am puzzled as to like, you know, what it is some of these companies do, but <clears throat> that's where the love of business comes in, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, want to see what these all do but uh that book does and i know i kind of cut you off there but it just had my attention because i just saw all the acquisition pieces and obviously that marries well together with with the spats yeah. um uh let's see so i think i just finished that bob Iger book the uh, right of a lifetime right that's yeah. something else the subtitle was it i've heard a lot about that book it was it was it good <clears throat> yeah i think so <clears throat> excuse me the reason i'm trying to read it or the reason i read it was because i'm trying to learn a little bit more about like all these, you know, my, my opinion of successful leaders longer term, like this guy is like, you know, 60, 65 now, but just like the turn of events in his career, like kind of decisions he made kind of like, uh, you know, how he thought about things, I think is like super interesting. And it kind of, you know, goes well with me reading about Jack May and a couple of other, like you've read like the Steve Jobs book as well. It's just always interesting god um to hear about all these people's experiences obviously it comes a tipping point or like kind of a you know you just diminishing returns of like they just worked hard they had you know yeah good mentors you know all the kind of same stuff but the bob Iger one i think was just so interesting because it's all about like disney um like he talks about towards sort of the end and it's like there's no real spoilers or anything it's kind of like just the story of Disney yeah. about all the major acquisitions that he made, um, you know, with Pixar, with uh, what do you call it? Marvel studios with um, Lucas films and stuff. Like he talks about every one of those deals mm. and it's just like, so interesting. Like he's talking about like single digit billion dollar deals that he like, you know, sourced and like worked through and stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy yeah you think about it right and it's also like so historical as well i think from reading that i'm definitely gonna buy some stock in disney um and i think it's it's one to go along on because like i feel like with disney plus and stuff it's gonna there's gonna be so much more to come and i think that was also something that i shared as well just the investment in content being in like double digit billions for like yeah disney i think Netflix. it's like 17 billion or something from disney plus was yeah. it this year or next year i think in the i think it's i think it's um until 2025 or you know something some date or a year that would make sense maybe like their five-year plan or something yeah but finish that i also read the 
let's see what's it called the hook or the hook or the hooked hooked hooked, yeah hooked yeah that was really interesting i think a lot of kind of things and the book is about like the hooked model which is like you know essentially building addictive habits for people to continually use uh, a certain app or a certain uh, you know product and a lot of the stuff is like oh that makes sense but like when you kind of hear and you think about other apps you're like oh that's what they're all trying to do yeah yeah <laughs> you know um i haven't been listening to too many audiobooks though i did finish um the hard thing about hard things i mean eventually yeah. i feel like with, with audiobooks i just take so long to finish them i honestly like spend like way too long like I think the hard thing about hard things is only like six, seven hours, but like I'm almost certain it dragged out for like six months. Six so, months. Yeah, I feel I wasn't like I was listening to it like 10, 10 yeah, minutes yeah. every day. It's just like I'd listen to it and I'd forget about it and listen to it again, you know? But Yeah. Yeah, I think audiobooks are actually pretty easy to forget about. Unless you're like really like nonstop hooked. Uh, <laughs> like they're like uh, not exactly a page turner, but like a whatever the audiobook ear, ear is. turner yeah whatever the ear turner like audiobook is i think only like the audiobook that i really like uh like listened to extremely quickly was the first time i listened to atomic habits yeah you love james clear's atomic habits yeah that's number one fan huge huge uh james clear fan I don't think um, any other audiobooks have actually made me listen really quickly. Some of them took me forever to r- listen to as well. And like some of them, even though it's like easier to listen to audiobooks than read, like a, I'll finish a good book, I think a lot faster than I'll listen to a good audiobook. I don't know. Because it's almost like you can, well, I mean, you can obviously speed up the audio. But like you can obviously, or you can more easily, I think, read faster, or at least do that kind of strategy where you just look in the middle of the page and kind of go down. Obviously, you feel like you can consume it faster if it's enjoyable. Whereas if it's audiobook, you can't just like turn it on full speed. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you'll just kind of miss everything. You know, I'm actually um, not not crazy about uh, like just turning up the speed on audiobooks or podcasts. I feel like people yeah. who are doing that, it's like. Yeah, I know life is short and everything, but like, you know, it ain't, it ain't chill, that short. Yeah, chill the fuck out. I'm not really sure if you're getting like the full comprehension. And yeah, okay, maybe you can get used to listening to it on 1.25 or 1.5x or something. But like, as in, like, I feel like everything in life is so like, go, 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 rush, rush, rush. That it's like, yeah. if you're like getting to the point where you're already doing something like productive for yourself by like, you know, self-development, listening to an audiobook, whatever, and you still feel the like compulsion to speed that up, it's like, yo, like relax. You know what I mean? It's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Always I mean, I think it's just down to people's perception of like always wanting to do their best, and that's great, but sometimes it's just way too much go, go, go. That's honestly like one of the things I've liked. Uh, it's kind of like two two side coin it's like i really enjoyed the working remotely with like the extra time not having to commute but also you feel like as soon as you wake up as soon as you're at your laptop you're just there for eight hours straight whereas you know when you're in the office 
you know, it's like seven, whatever, seven and a half, whatever the amount of time is at your laptop. The other time it's, you know, luckily enough getting some lunch or whatever, you know, you've got those breakups in time, whereas I feel like it's just too, too go, go, go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 2020 has actually been like a weird year for like a knowledge worker in the, or just anyone working from home. The creative class. Yeah. That sounds so disgusting when you say the creative class. <laughs> That's a big Richard Florida. Did you take one of those books the last time? The I'm gonna mess it up. The guy that talks about cities. There's definitely a better way. Yeah, of describing I didn't. That. I didn't take one of those books, but I, I know the guy that you're talking about. But um, no, yeah, I think well, like, like good friend of yours or what? Yeah, no, I've I've never. I just remember you talking about him that night yeah. and saying the book was decent. But yeah, I mean, there's been so many days in 2020 where I'd be like doing like normal kind of like nine to five full-time job type of work where I'll literally just get on my laptop when I wake up and get off when I'm going to bed and it'll be like 12 hours later and I'm like holy fuck like where did that day go and you're like just in your condo. Tim Ferriss would be he wouldn't be happy with that now. No well I think like I'm on some days I'm like way better I'll like wake up early I'll read I'll exercise I'll work for a bit and then i'll maybe go for a walk like in the summer definitely i was way oh, yeah better at breaking it up but definitely go in the for winter a beer. yeah go for a beer but in the winter it's like i think it's easy to just fall into working all day and just being like Ugh. like you know that cat I mean? meme of hitting the keyboard yeah yeah exactly that's what i was trying to get across in that noise but i'm, I'm glad you, you actually articulate it better than that but yeah um yeah I've been trying to break up the day more when I'm working now, even. Yeah. And I think um, something around like audio versus actual books, I think for me anyway, I'm way more like passive. I know like you literally wake up, listen to podcasts, you listen to, go to, listen to podcasts, going to sleep, listen to podcasts when you're on the toilet, like you're just absorbing it all listen the time. Listen to podcasts when I'm listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just have like a playing in your earphones while having one play in, on the speaker in the car. Yeah, like AirPods, just like one earphone, one podcast. <laughs> Both. Oh, Both how how counterintuitive would that be, honestly? Uh, or counterproductive, even having two like, separate podcasts. Literally going on. both on like 2x speed and stuff while running on a treadmill. <laughs> just give you a vertigo. Uh, you'd actually just like do you follow that app? I think I sent you that meme earlier today, that Instagram story from that page that's like uh oh the wall wall, wall street bets or wall street yeah. memes or something and it's like the so routine funny. of a rich guy when he wakes up and he's like obviously as soon as i wake up i'm already wearing my suit um and i think in his oh. thing he's like and i run on the treadmill for an hour while eating my breakfast or like some crazy shit and it's obviously like a parody but it's like oh, of course yeah, those morning routine videos. I've never, honestly, I think like naturally you come across some kind of by osmosis. Like I remember seeing uh, Joe Delaney had some video for morning routine at some point this year. And that other You're YouTube... an OG Joe Delaney fan, aren't you? Yeah, oh, like, oh, OG. Like I remember. Yeah. Like when he wasn't even famous and all. Just no. like following him on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Like not famous at all. I have a picture with him in rock. Oh really? Like years and years ago. Yeah. You should yeah. send it to him. Be like, bro, we've been through this together. <laughs> you know, you know what's actually really funny about uh, that photo? Like, 
I think I got a photo with him in Raw maybe a year after I had started following him. Maybe two years. I actually can't remember how OG I was, but it was a long time ago. It was when we were like near the start of college. And when I saw him, it was when Dermo had just gotten into Joe Delaney, like my friend Dermo, for everyone not listening. Or for everyone listening. <laughs> what, Dermo? Yeah, shout out to Dermo. I'm not sure if he's listening. Actually, I need to talk. I'll go back to that Joe Delaney story in a second. I, I sent this into <laughs> our group chat, but I got, or I am getting absolutely rinsed by uh, my group chat for completely losing my Irish accent uh, completely. Um, not sure what that. to think about this. Uh, well, like, I'm not sure if I actually had much of an accent to begin with. I'm sure I have definitely lost whatever I did have, but it definitely wasn't a strong Irish accent when we came over, like, whatever, two and a half years ago. But it's yeah. just interesting. They were all like, oh, you sound completely different. And I was like, I don't know. I actually don't think I changed that much, but I think it's probably the words that I use have changed more than anything. Kind of the Canadian isms, like, I don't know. I actually can't e? think of one offhand. You're saying like for sure and stuff. I never yeah. said for sure in my mm-hmm. life before I moved over here, but now it's like every other sentence. I don't know. Yeah, the way the way I, because I get that a lot as well. Um, people are like, oh, like you sound Canadian. You don't sound Irish anymore, whatever. The list goes on. Um, the way I approach it is that like, yeah, I may have had a stronger accent before, but now in order to articulate myself and be able to be understood, um, you know, by people in Canada, as opposed to just being, you know, that Irish, real strong Irish accent that just says loads of like, oh, there, there we go, there we go. <laughs> yeah. you know, just having that, like, just, uh, uh, whatever the word for it is, um, I go blank on it. Just like mumbling, I guess is probably like literally what I just did there. Yeah. Um, that's I would what I love feel to like hear like a before a lot more. and after, to be honest. I'd be so oh, interested Oh, just get that hear. video of the Corsa Italia guy. <laughs> I, I would love to play that on, because like, obviously, like, we're not going to get in trouble because nobody listens to this podcast, but yeah, yeah, we have some funny videos of when we just moved over here, but yeah, I don't know. I might try to find me talking on video at some point before this, but I don't think I have that anywhere, but I'm sure it's somewhere. But yeah, it was just interesting that like, so many of my friends were like, oh, you sound so different. Honestly, like, I wouldn't notice, but I, I guess you never do notice yourself. And I'll just add, there's not only one, there's not only two people that listen to this podcast, but we've got an estimated audience of 25 people. 25 people? Wow. Is that on, uh, are the analytics on that app we're using, Anchor FM? Yeah, it's Anchor FM. It doesn't split out by any of the uh like the platform yeah it does split about platform oh. oh no sorry yeah it's for spotify and i it, it doesn't split out as in anchor fm or spotify i don't think anyone knows what anchor fm is anyway yeah yeah shout out anchor fm um <laughs> but it says just 50 plays so 30 for the first 20 for the second and then wow. that's how they that's how they average it out yeah you know it's not just my dad and a couple of other people yeah, well, I was actually surprised that some of the people in my group chat who did listen, because they would be like, obviously, like, 
I don't know. It was just I actually didn't. I thought a lot of them would see it and Instagram kind of roll their eyes and be like, oh, what the fuck is Liam doing now? Not just them, but like even I've got messages from like random people that I like went to school with and stuff in like sixth year. Who were like, we'll be a, oh, we'll be a podcast, bro. Yeah, listen to the podcast, bro. I was like, what the fuck? Even like <laughs> one of my one of my cousins listened to it or messaged me that he was going to listen to it or something. It was just like, I don't know. It's obviously nice to get the support, but it's just actually more people have listened to it than I would talk already. Yeah. And I mean, like, they don't have anything about their measurement of if someone listens to it all the way, if they click on it and then they stop, you know, uh, we don't have that depth. Yeah. So it could have been a lot of people who just click on it for the sake, but yeah, I just, just, I know to, that... just, just to put it down a little bit in case it's not that high, even though it's yeah. like literally nothing, but I know that Yinka <laughs> so has listened to every episode and Paul has listened to every episode. So yeah, we have two loyal fans already. Yeah, and I mean, I always listen to it as well, going to bed. You listen back? No. no. <laughs> that, that, that's that's actually, I don't know, I think it's a common uh, thing that people who do podcasts, like, don't do. Like, I know, yeah. like, on The Hustle or, or, or any podcast that they would ever talk about the previous episode, like, they'd never, like, play it back. Yeah. <laughs> think how long you spend just listening to your own voice and, and like, obviously, mine and your voice, you know. Yeah, I'm I mean... sick of it. I listened to you fucking enough already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the True. last episode, I listened to the first couple of minutes to edit something out. I don't think we've said anything bad in this episode yet, so I don't have yeah. to do that this time. But there was just like one specific thing we had to cut out. Um, Toast. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, what's the what's the podcast goal for 2021? If how I many think, listen, um, listens did you say we're at like 25 average per episode? Yeah, it says 25. It says the audience is estimated 25, but we got 30 plays the first, 20 plays the second part uh, the second episode. So 50 plays in total, and they just average it out. Yeah. So yeah. What um, would be like good, do you think? Like I think it grows faster at the start and then it obviously bottoms out. No, that's not good news. Yeah. And I think like really you're I think if you're trying to like grow it like seriously, you need to get everyone you have to like hassle everyone to leave a review and do this on iTunes and do this on that. I don't think we're honestly gonna do any of that shit. I think it's kinda uh like a bit much. I think people are gonna listen to it if they want to and not listen to it if they don't. I I don't know how aggressively we'll promote it. Yeah, well, what do you to think? Take it back to the team and, and just do some number yeah, crunching. Run the numbers. <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know i feel like it's uh it's not really there's no like angle for for what we're doing we're both not doing it like oh like i want to you know become famous or you know i want to fucking i don't know whatever you want to do we're just doing it because we've wanted to do it for a while we feel like sometimes we talk about things that other people also might find funny firstly and secondly you know, maybe somewhat valuable in their, in their respective lives. Um, so I don't think like with, with no like angle for anything around that, I think it's just a matter of like, just doing it for the lols. Yeah. And kind of I think I would, like, I would do it for like the literally just do it for the lols. Like you're saying for like at least the first like year, if yeah. we could get a year consistently, I think you'd like, you would know so much more about like podcasting and like what you're trying to do and you probably become a much better 
speaker probably become much better at like all of the associated skills with this um, public speaking 101 <laughs> yeah were, were you a good public speaker in school no i think my parents tried to put me into uh you know like the uh like acting special like tr- special special <laughs> special needs <laughs> No, that's a joke. Um, you kind of put me into it. You know, that was like, you know, I guess it's like literally public speaking classes or like uh, extracurricular ca- classes that involve like uh, acting or whatever bullshit. You know, when you're super young. Like drama and stuff? Yeah, like drama. I think it was, I think we talked about it before. I think it's called, yeah. it's actually called Lambda or the one I went to anyway. Not the Lambda educational platform thing. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I was that great, to be honest. Don't think I've ever really been that great of a speaker yeah it'd be kind of cool though to like you know talk about things in front of people that they care about or at least that they might care about but yeah what about yourself uh in terms of i did that drama thing when i was young as well and i think as soon as it came between picking between doing that as like an extracurricular that i was investing a lot of time in versus like any sports at all i was playing like sports huge sports guy <laughs> holy crap it sounds so much more defined when you do that like obviously but it's yeah funny <laughs> yeah it's, it kind of sounds like creepy as well i like it really yeah. makes me laugh but uh i think i was doing like when i was young i was doing like swimming you still are young yeah yeah when i was younger when i was uh beach ready <laughs> i was doing when uh you were like 10 or something yeah yeah i was doing like swimming Gaelic football and rugby like every week and then it was like do you want to do drum as well huge sports guy um and then I was like yeah fuck drama compared to that it was not like especially when you're uh like 10 11 12 you don't want to be like oh so what did you do this weekend like you know, I was in a play that's how you get bashed and get bullied <laughs> as opposed yeah. to like oh I was playing a match and it's like actually obviously shit to just kind of conform to what everyone else around you is doing but especially when you're 10 i think you're very like you just want to like fit in and i don't know sports are actually just more fun than drama as well i don't know well i mean you know strong guys played sports and girls maybe yeah and then the rest of them didn't play sports <laughs> yeah i mean like well whatever you're into as well i think like obviously like some badass actors in the world that are like yeah, McConaughey if... we were talking about beforehand who uh, McConaughey. Oh, Matthew McConaughey yeah yeah or uh like Jason Statham pretty badass guy not sure if what he does is like called acting though just kills he, people for this is the same actor or same person in like every single movie always this bald guy with a suit and a gun and a fast car like in in 20 different movies that are all called variations of each other Tra- transporter one transporter two transporter three <laughs> yeah the bad guy. yeah he always kind of plays that like sophisticated good oh he's guy. like the same same character and everything i wonder except what in, um except in uh what you call it uh is it not layer cake the only uh oh, long... only fools and horses <laughs> yeah was it the long long smoking barrel something or other oh that guy richie lock, film, lock, right? yeah 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 yeah. lock smoke and barrel fuck i'm, I'm butching it but he's like a 
Yeah, he kind of plays the guy in the suit, but he's more of a pikey. All right, sorry, he he fights with Brad Pitt as a pikey. But wow, like, Jason Statham is fifty three years old. Fifty three years young, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he kind of looked like twenty in all those movies. So. Yeah, he still looks twenty now. To be honest, he's in better shape, way better shape than I am. See his missus. His missus, Rosie yeah. Huntington, by the looks of it. Jeez. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's a... She's a looker. Yeah. I mean, he has killed people. She's probably into that. <laughs> yeah. In onset and offset. Yeah. yeah. Literally, I've never seen him ever not wearing a suit. Oh, there's one photo of him wearing a t-shirt. Just wearing suits all the time. Yeah, huge suit guy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, man. So, yeah. When do you think we should get some uh, get some eager beavers on on the pod? Start thinking about guests and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. actually it's a good question. I don't know. Do you think you should get like ten episodes under your belt before you start? Uh, yeah, I was thinking it's anywhere five to ten. I think before that, like you got no, you got no fans. You got no fans. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Anywhere in between five and ten, or whatever that looks like. Who would be like some guests that you try to get on? Any or even like what fields they'd be in, or like what type of people? Yeah, no, I feel like taking taking a Rogan approach to like many different kinds of people is pretty cool. Um, instinctively, I would just want to talk with people that have like cool side hustles and kind of like the hustle so not very original <laughs> um but i think just chatting with people who are kind of in the same age group as us or you know a little bit older a little bit younger whatever but they're just like doing some cool interesting stuff and like that could be cool interesting not only to us but to someone else or whatever but just someone that's doing like something that's not like status quo mm. i think it'll be pretty cool um like anyone who's like, you know, on LinkedIn talking about side hustles, talking about self-development. I don't know. I feel like those people, that could be pretty cool. I also think it also could be cool just to talk about like sales in a, in a more kind of uh, pure fashion as opposed yeah. to kind of how we've... More, more direct way, like yeah. more kind of like deliberate, intentional sales talk rather than like kind of the sales bro stuff in between talking about like ips and stuff i guess i think the sales bro stuff would be pretty funny to have yeah within the actual sales stuff you know yeah it's like talk about like cool deals talk about you know whatever um sales stuff and then just talk about like funny funny shit that happens only in sales i think could be kind of cool um yeah but i mean that could also change next episode i could want to only have you know want to only talk to people who are not in sales because that's all we seem to talk about is sales in, in some regard. So I yeah, I actually kind of like the idea of switching or taking like a kind of more broad approach, uh, like, like a Rogan style podcast, some of them going along with like real interesting people, uh, some of them going deep on sales for sure. Um, I'd be down for that because like obviously some people are going to be interested in like an episode like that. And yeah. some will have like no idea what any of it means, but maybe we could kind of break them up into like themed 
like mini series and shit like that. Um, I guess coming into 2021 could probably do some episodes on like productivity, kind of like habits, discipline, maybe working out, that kind of shit. Um, it's kind of like a little bit generic. I'm not sure yeah. what kind of interesting take we would have on it that would differ from other people, but maybe like a little bit more pragmatic and relatable maybe. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like just uh, shooting from the hip here. <laughs> It's just funny that uh, I can see you just swaying from side to side on your chair with your, your yeah. blue light glasses and your microphone in front of you. And I, yeah. just, I just, I just flicked back onto the full screen. I was like, oh, yeah. The light. You're like, we've made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, the that's... blue light blocking glasses, not to cut you off. They're actually a game changer. Don't do it again. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, don't cut you off again. Um, yeah, we had a shitty pair. They're, yeah, see, like, that's the problem. Ten dollars once we got an we Amazon had a shitty pair time. that didn't do anything, and yeah, I bought these like three weeks ago because I was getting like fuck. I was waking up with migraines, and I was like, "That's not a good thing," because I just yeah. spent like way too long in the computer, um, and I was like just not blinking for like twelve hours straight, and like just. <laughs> just well, that never... sounds like a problem in itself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so things have gotten a little bit better since then, but like I just yeah. bought like classic Liam approach to purchasing just bought the number one Amazon bestseller. Uh, yeah. And uh, like literally, literally it was like a night and day difference. I, I can't believe how much of a difference. And they weren't like that much more expensive. They were like $25 as opposed to 10. Some company called, uh, if they want to sponsor the podcast, uh, C-Y-X-U-S. They definitely didn't change their fucking name anyway. But uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're definitely yeah. not going to sponsor now they're definitely going to sponsor anyway but yeah if you're looking for some blue light blocking glasses definitely uh check them out yeah i definitely know the difference anyway cool all right well i think we can fairly say we can conclude this evening or night's entertainment yeah before um, we do uh oh? do you get any good gifts over christmas or do you get anything special Anything special other than your gym sharks? Well, we'll end with a gift and finish with a gift. I remember we talked about your gym shark things at the start. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. I like that weird structure. Um, let's see. Not to say the first one I started with wasn't a good gift. Yeah, cover yourself. Cover but, myself. Wouldn't yeah. want to get in trouble. Um, let me see. I got a nice Patagonia jumper that is like super like woolly or like fluffy or some shit but it's just so cozy like so mm. comfortable that was pretty jokes and i feel like if i don't say something else that can't come to me oh yeah i got a, a lot of nice pairs of pants because i'm the kind of person that has literally three pairs of pants that i wear like uh like jeans or whatever yeah and that i never i like have like so many tops so many shirts but only like three pairs of pants mm. you <laughs> so rip them all some... don't you usually yeah. You actually yeah, do whenever... rip a lot of pants when you get too rowdy. <laughs> yeah. I have rip, rip, ripped a pair or two in my day. Yeah. From those those days and the, those those nights and days in Marbella uh, on like the dancing poles that they used to have in those shitty dingy bars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? What, uh, well, I mean, except for all the stock you have in BTC now. Yeah. Aside from all the mom and dad trust fund bitcoin <laughs> uh i don't know i'm trying to think um 
like my brother bought me that portal thing that facebook mm. portal so thanks to him another major conglomerate is now listening to everything i say so that's pretty nice um you know i talk that much though so it's okay no no true yeah uh then well like my mom gave me money and i spent that on like a a coffee machine and like for me that's literally like the best purchase possible like the the coffee grinder yeah uh, i still have have yet to get one maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow if you're looking hang out yeah maybe i'll get one i might maybe. just get one at like 10 o'clock at night just a little espresso isn't that like uh, an action bronson lyric little espresso for something it's definitely Probably. one of his songs yeah or yeah, yeah um but yeah definitely like one of the coffee things good good gift uh and then i got like a gift card for like some sports shop off some one else. for all gift card uh no sports check um, one for all in ireland gift card. Uh, one for alls are literally the worst aren't they <laughs> like we'll go like, i know we're about to end but like good little ta- tangent here for like all of the like <laughs> irish listeners when you're like getting all your presents on Christmas Day, I'm sure like you did the trips to like your aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews. You just like open the card and it's like up to a certain age, you care about the gifts and you're like real like disappointed or not disappointed, depending how good it is. Then there's like an age where like it's really more like embarrassing to get gifts than it is to like you really don't care about them at all. And yeah. then when they're bad gifts, it's like even worse. But it's like, I always thought like when you're getting like one for alls as opposed to just getting cash, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's like the same amount of money to them. It's, it's like giving someone a worse version of cash that can be yeah. used in less places. And it's like, I get the whole, I want you to see that I bought you, uh, like something. you went through the effort of getting something. It's literally like the least effort present possible you can get aside from cash but it's like 10 million times less useful because you can spend cash on it's like the voucher for everything you know yeah uh and one for alls are just like oh. the voucher for only certain things even worse just getting like a, a voucher for like the henry street shopping center or mary street shopping center or a voucher for the square or something like you might as well give me fucking salt those fucking north Riders. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, especially when you you have a balance on them over like two euro, it's like you can't oh. like go buy a fucking I don't know, buy a chocolate bar or whatever you want. It's just like two euro. It's just there, and you can't use it. Yeah, right? like you can't like you can't put it. Um, maybe you can. Then maybe it's advanced a bit more. You can put whatever the amount left, and then pay the difference. Just but fucking. I just don't think things. in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. just they like literally burn them. I remember burn them when and like... money pops out. Yeah. When I worked in pennies, you'd have these people who'd come in with like 10 fucking gift cards. They'd be like, and on that. And it's like, there's like none left. On. <laughs> it's like one of them has like a euro left. And you have to scan all 10. And you're just like, oh, you're just like, I'm going to fucking study hard when I'm in school. So I don't have to work here. Holy it's fuck. almost like that guy who had the pack of Tato as his wallet uh, with all the coins. Yeah. Oh, you see all, like, all sorts on the north side, don't you? Oh man, shout out to the north side. We'll have to do a we should do like a whole episode on like explaining Dublin to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, all right, folks. All right. Peace. All right, peace.